Hello everyone, welcome to Creating Grin, a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast set in the homebrew fantasy world of Solaris on the continent of Alteratus. At the table we have the three players that will bring to life our adventurers. To my right we have... I'm Jason, uh, playing Gorath Thunderfist. I'm a Goliath fighter. When tales are told, they'll tell about how great I am in the woods. How uh, natural of a human or Goliath compass that I am. <laughs> Alright, and I am Brian. I'm playing Hubbard's Goldfound, a human grave cleric, and I'm just happy that my goddess still has plans for me. And I'm Katie, playing Ariar Collis, a tiefling rogue who, in classic rogue fashion, is searching the bodies of the dead. And my name is Eric, and I will be your dungeon master in this chapter of our tale. Ari, Kilbricks, Gorath. After dealing with a group of elven ambushers, you find yourself in the middle of the foreign wood with a mysterious elf. What would you guys like to do? Uh, so I'm going to look at this mysterious elf and be like so we were planning on questioning this guy you didn't have to kill him oh I'm sorry you uh, don't know them like I do Uh, they had to die that's what he'll say as he starts to walk back towards where Ari is currently at alright um I already searched two and three correct Uh, I might as well just go search one (laughs) <laughs> Alright. What am I rolling? <laughs> I know what to play. Just like when you roll investigation. You can roll an investigation to search number one for sure. Uh, that's a six. The dice gods have smiled <laughs> upon the DM. As you don't really find much on this elf. Okay. Gorath, do you want to bring that one over this way? So sit here holding this lifeless body in my hand. I'm just gonna just drag the damn thing over to another group. <laughs> stupid! What a stupid elf shooting the other stupid elf! Now I gotta drag this stupid elf over to the other stupid elf. <laughs> All right, and I'm gonna head down. Actually, meeting up with the rest of the uh, dead bodies. I'm gonna <laughs> form a quick last rites over all of the dead bodies, being a grave cleric. Oh, nice thing. Uh, you know, it's what I do. So, that is what I will be working on doing. Alright, so our mysterious rescued elf is gonna do his own thing. Looks like an investigation, a search, or something with elf number two. Okay. As he kneels down and begins to thoroughly comb over and search through the body of elf number two. I'm going to yell over to him. Hey, what's your name? Oh, my name. Uh, yeah. Um, my name is Matora. That's what he'll say. I'm Ari. <laughs> nice to meet you, Ari. Uh, your daggers are well balanced. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Oh, thank you, is what he'll say. Um, I appreciate the help. What are Uh, you looking for? uh, Go ahead and give me a perception. Maybe it'll be better. 
Uh, unnat 20. You see him reach into the inners of, like, the armor, the leather armor. Like, he's really kind of, like, deep-rooting into the leather armor. And he seems to have something that he kind of pulls very cleverly and pockets. And he's like, well, again, thank you. Uh, good day. And he's going to start to move away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you get just walking off? Oh. Oh, yes. I gave you my appreciation. Is there anything else I can do for you? That's what he'll say. Do you know these woods very well? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm slightly familiar with them, yes. Have you seen a petrified tree anywhere? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yes, I have, but uh, you're quite a ways from it. (laughs) Gorath! You said you knew where you were going. We're here, or in the woods. No! You, um, you're... You're at least 12 hours away from it, is what he's going to say. Ugh. I went the wrong way. Yeah! Um, well, Matora... I could lead you there if you'd like. That would be fantastic. That would be helpful. All right. And, uh, along that way, we can have a little chat. Uh, so I'm going to move around to kind of each of the dead bodies, um, doing some last rites, making sure they don't become, you know, undead or anything like that. Okay. And um, that's, uh, yeah. Tell you what, uh, go ahead and give me a general uh, religion check, and I'll give you advantage on this one. Okay. General religion with advantage. Uh, kind of see how well you do these last rites. All right, that'll be uh, 18, 16 plus 2. Yeah, that is really good. Um, so it, it doesn't take you very long. You'll kneel down maybe less than a minute, say your last rites. Um, you can still kind of feel the presence of who you believe to be Morgana in the area after kind of going through your traumatic experiences on your near-death I guess yeah. experience. My, my yeah. death experience. Yeah, yes. yeah that, that sucks. Um, yeah, will patiently wait as you all kind of do your rituals and go through your routines as okay. the horses are kind of looking and, and waiting as to what's next. Did I see what he pulled out from the armor? Or? You saw that he pulled something out. You did not see what it was, but your trained roguish eyes have seen this enough to know that it was a very good sleight of hand or stealth or something he kept it to himself. Well, I'm still sitting over here with number four, right? Currently, yes. Alright, well I'm going to do an investigation to see if this guy's got any rations on him, because I'm hungry. Sure. Oh, there's some rations on these other guys that I didn't take. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm telling you now. <laughs> Go ahead and give me your investigation. There's right? some rations on two and three over here. That's a twelve. Uh, you will be able to find a ration inside of a leather uh, side pouch. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take and I'm gonna start munching on the ration. All right, it is uh, a like a knapsack uh, bound with a leather strap, and it has um, elven bread Ooh. inside of it. Uh, also has various dried fruits like dates and nuts and things like that. It's not shrimp. Nor so red meat. Do they have any dried red meats? There is. That would be what they call jerky, I would assume. I would guess so. Oh, yeah, no. They, they, yeah. Stupid elvish. They seem to be slightly uh, not meat eaters. Because they're small. 
Possibly. They're, they're skinny. Possibly. Um, is this going to take long, is what Matora's going to say. Just a moment. Hang on. I mean, it's been five or so. I, what's another one? Sure. Hey, you were just tied up. You were in no hurry. I was not <laughs> tied. I was bound by magic. Something called... Grasping vines? Um, Don't worry, I've already got the food. Did you look for anything else on this man? What's the else is important? <laughs> I want to investigate this man. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Uh, 19. Uh, 19 will reveal three. another elven glass bottle or a potion of healing. Uh, there is also another leather elven coin pouch. And I'm assuming you're gonna look through it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Want to be sure. Don't Obviously. assume. Um, it will yield seven, two, three, four, five, six, and six and seven, seven electrum. Thank you, Gorath. It will also yield Thank you. three gold. Ooh. I'm also going to take the potion of healing. You said that the other ones had food? Yeah. You can grab, right. a, grab a potion of healing right there by you. Uh, well, then I'm just going to leave, and I'm going to go over here and grab the rations out of the dead bodies. <laughs> so do, do they all have rations? Uh, they do. Uh, you will know. Do. You will know exactly where to grab for them. You will find them. You will pull them. And they are also like little knapsacks, little leather strap. Same contents, slight variations, but not too much. It'll count as a day's ration. Gold is worthless in woods. Food is all that's important. (laughs) Do they have any water skins? You know what? They do, actually. They will have each have a water skin. Does everybody want a water skin? It's probably a good idea. Sure. I guess I'll take a second one. Okay, so I'm just, Gorath, you'll toss a water skin over I'll to Kelbrick's. I'll toss Kelbrick's. a water skin. Kelbrick's, you'll easily kind of grab a hold of that. Yeah. You, uh, Minotaur. I'm, I'm not a Minotaur, I'm an elf. <laughs> Would you like a water skin Minotaur? I'm quite alright. I won't drink after them, is what I'll say. Alright. Suit yourself. I can't. So, you said we are about... 12 hours away is that uh, I walking mean, or riding that would be on foot yes your horses will probably get you there slightly faster uh, granted we don't encounter anyone or well, anything uh, the woods are riddled with these uh, creatures as he points towards the fallen elves lovely I would like for each one of you guys to give me a insight check as well as an investigation check. Okay. Insight for me is 16, 11 plus 5. Good. Mine was 4, 2 plus 2. Not so good. My insight is 11. Okay. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, what was the other check? Investigation. The investigation check. So for the insight check, Kelbrix, you are the one to pick up that while they are similar, they are elves. They're drastically different. Okay. There's a lot of features that you're picking up on Matora that are not found in the fallen ambushers. And Matora looks like a elf I've encountered, like elves like I've encountered. Well, they not n- not really. Okay. He seems to be a little unique. 
Okay. The fallen ambushers, those elves seem to be more like the typical elves you would have encountered. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then my investigation is 15. Okay. 15 plus zero. Woo-hoo. Mine was... 13. 10 plus 3. My investigation is a 19. So we have a 19, a 15, 15, and a 13. Okay. You all will now notice that they are definitely different lineage or bloodlines. The fallen ambushers seem to have a little bit more savage-like features, a little bit more with the land, to whereas Matora seems to have a little bit more higher prominent features. He seems to have a grace or an elegance about himself. Definitely a little bit of confidence in the way he talks and, and such. Interesting. The other thing with the insight, Kelbricks, as well as everybody's investigation, he seemed to be slightly insulted when Gorath had said, you know, does anybody water, want a water skin? And he said, I will not drink from them. So. Okay. You guys can chew I'm on that latest. for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we will unpack that later. <laughs> Along with it's a whole lot of luggage between so Gorath so and this new point. this Matora. So many suitcases. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Matora, which direction do we need to go? He is going to point in the eastern direction. Kind of where we came from, to an extent. Yeah, and when he points that way, yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well. Um, I'd say let's go ahead and mount up and get going. Yeah. All right, so you guys will take to your horses. Sam will gladly accept you, Ari, as well as Buttercup. And Gorath, yours gives you a look as you look back, and you just have this silent agreement as you mount. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, Gorath's horse has killed more people than I have. That's probably, probably right. That's probably right. Um, for you listeners out there, if you want to go ahead and leave us a comment and let us know if that's right or not, we can start tracking the stats. That'd be yeah. great. Um, uh, Matora is going to look between the three of you as if he's got this gesture, like where where do I ride? Who who are you? Can, you can hop on back with me. Oh, you're so kind, sir. Is what he'll say as he goes and mounts up. All right, and let's go ahead and head on out. All right. Yay. <laughs> we went the total wrong way. Yes. We <laughs> found Minotaur. That's what we were supposed to do. <laughs> oh, was it now? <laughs> this is not a Minotaur. Um, <laughs> so I'd like animal handling checks for the three of you. Oh, no. And I'm actually going to make a survival check with advantage for Matora, as he's going to be your guide. And that will do mighty nicely. Uh, 19 for me. 16 Good. plus 3. Good. Uh, 12 for me. 10 plus 2. Okay. 13. Good. 10 plus 3. Excellent. So, uh-huh. the steeds cooperate. Sam, Buttercup, unknown steed so far. <laughs> Dwarf the horse. Dwar- Dwarven horse. We'll all Dwarven co- horse. We'll all cooperate <laughs> as Matora begins Dog to <laughs> point so in the direction you need to travel. What is the riding order? Uh, I will. I'll take lead since uh, Toro's on back with me. All right, smart. I will be right behind you. Okay. I will take the tail. 
All right, so I don't trust him anymore. Riding order. He will lead you down a pathway that is slightly off from the one that you traveled to this point on. It's a little bit narrower than the broader, wide, comfortable path, but you feel confident in his directions as he seems to be where he's going, uh, okay. leading you in that direction. During this time, is there any anything you guys want to say to do? Uh, so, Matora, what exactly were you doing out here when you got captured? Um, I was scavenging and foraging for food and furs to sell, is what he'll say. Hmm. And, uh, you don't seem to have any kind of real bags or anything like that for being able to carry furs and stuff like that. Oh, I, I dropped them quite a ways back. I hadn't found anything, and the bags were of little value, as opposed to my life, is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Do I believe him? You tell me. Do you want to make can an insight check? Yes, if okay, I can. Okay, you go right ahead. Alright. That's 15, 10 plus 5. Anybody else? Yes. I also don't trust him. Gorath trusts everyone. 12, 10 plus 2. Minotaur seems like a harpist. (laughs) 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 Alright. And luckily he's in the woods and I will be here to help him find more first. Okay. (laughs) So we have a... 15. 15 and... 12. 12, Okay. Both of you feel very uneasy about his comments. He's very quick with the answers, but they seem a little mm, not 100% true, believable. There's just something about them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I am glad that we were able to come to some aid and help you. As am I, is what I'll say. And uh, I gotta say, I'm, I'm very appreciative of you uh, being our guide. Uh, petrified tree that we're looking for. Oh, it's not a problem, is what I'll say. I will tell you this. I will only lead you so far up to this petrified tree. You will be on your own from there. Mm, why is that? I. It's an uncomfortable ground for me to be upon, is what I'll say. <laughs> Some would consider it or call it, how would you say, uh, like a hallowed ground or sacred or. Something to that effect. Are you a demon? I am not a demon, Tiefling, <laughs> is what he'll say. Uh, since we all know my name, and I'd like to know yours, uh, oh. since I'm riding mm-hmm. uh, with you, uh, how, uh, what was your name? How rude of me. Kelbricks. Uh, Kelbricks Goldfound. Kelbricks? And uh, yours, as he looks back to you, Ari. I said it was Ari. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not very observant. Perhaps hitting Apparently. my head on the ground earlier. I'm Gorath. <laughs> That's Gorath back there. <laughs> Gorath, Kelbrix, and I. Okay. Should ask him what he knows about dwarves in these woods. It's probably where everything's <laughs> cursed. Have you seen some dwarves in these woods? Um, I have not seen dwarves in these woods, but there are rumors that dwarves have been seen or spotted. Okay. Hmm. As a matter of fact, in the direction we're traveling, this petrified tree, there have been rumors that a dwarf could have been seen in that area. That's good news. Uh, Sure, for you, I guess, is what he'll say. Yes. Uh, You will all continue to ride. 
Mm -hmm. and he will continue to feed you the directions telling you when to turn when to slow down or pick up or whatever the directions may be they seem to be honest and true you'll ride four or five hours and let's see if let's play our favorite game here creating grin the good old evens and oz game yay who wants to be the first contestant or victim however you want to look at it (laughs) all right Goraz selects evens okay as you travel, the hours, no encounter. Nice. Everything goes smoothly. Oh, good. Temperature is still very cool, as stated before. Um, sunlight tries to fight its way through the canopy. You will see strange animals in the distance. Um, elk that seem a little bit larger than normal. Some deer as well. Uh, small rabbits. Creatures that seem to resemble insects, but when you get a better look at them, they're a little bit larger than insects. Hmm. Um, they move very quickly, sw- swiftly. Interesting. And he will ask you, Kelbricks. Uh, Matora will say, uh, So you're searching for this petrified tree. Is there a particular reason you're interested in it? Uh, well... To be honest, uh, we too have heard that there were rumors of a dwarf and had heard a few things about a petrified tree, so we were here searching for him. Ah, I see. Well, hopefully this is the same tree and the rumors will connect and I can put you on the pathway that you need to be. It's the least I can do for you saving my life well you did save mine as well oh it's it's quite alright is what I'll say it's just a potion of healing you know 50 gold pieces that's not a lot a life for a life we'll call it even sure we can call it that as the day Mm -hmm. continues to to roll forward time will pass and you'll continue to travel for several more hours You'll reach a point to where Matora will tap you on the shoulder, Kelbricks, as he says, That's far enough. Alright, I will pull back on the reins and stop Buttercup. And he will dismount and he will point in the eastern direction and he will say, What you seek is not too much further there. Maybe half a mile or so and you'll see it. There are large trees that encircle the clearing. And in the center of that clearing is the petrified tree that you seek. Kelbricks, it's nice to make acquaintance with you. Ari, a pleasure. That's what I'll say with a slight smile. And you too, Gorath. Now I'll be on my way. And he will start heading in a northeastern direction, kind of making his own path, if you will. Uh, where uh, Whereabouts are you heading to, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I'm uh, just heading north, is what he'll say, as he stops maybe 10, 15 feet from where you are currently at. Well, if you make your way to uh, Key Village, we may be in the area. Look us up. I'll do that, sir. Or don't. (laughs) Or not, is what he'll say, as he'll continue (laughs) to move north. Good luck, is what he'll say as he walks on. I was honestly expecting you to stop and kill him as he got off and started walking away. I can still kill him. He's right there. Would you like me to? <laughs> <laughs> the 
Doesn't matter to me. All right. So at this point, if we focus on our map, it'll be fine. You guys will have made it. Always. I didn't really like him too much. Again, he's right there. I can still kill him. It's <laughs> fine. It's meant to be. He'll cross our paths again. And we'll kill him then. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's comforting. <laughs> All right. All right. As you have arrived, you have a half a mile to ride, oh, as Matora stated. All right. Let's let's head that direction. Yay! We'll keep going. Nudging the sides of your horses with Buttercup and Kelbrickson lead, you will continue to ride. What's your speed? Um, normal pace. Okay. As long as it's not like too dense here, nope. that'll. Be nope. There, there's down. a path. It's it's a good like footpath. Okay. The, the horse will fit comfortably down it. Nope. You'll continue to ride. Right. You ride near half mile, as Matora had stated, and you will notice large trees encircling kind of this particular area or clearing as he had said and sunlight seems to kind of pour into the clearing uh as you will notice the largest tree you've seen up to this point in the foreign wood right in the center of the clearing okay uh i'm gonna i'm gonna dismount from buttercup Mm -hmm. and uh i'm gonna look at buttercup and basically just say stay and, and hope that he will actually stay okay. um, because I don't know what's going on with this tree and I don't want Buttercup to get killed <laughs> we couldn't loop him off somewhere yeah I mean I could but I also want Buttercup to be able to run away if need be mm, that's true makes good sense I will also dismount and leave Sam next to Buttercup. All right. I'll dismount and stay next to Dwarf and Horse. (laughs) (laughs) Very well then. So as everyone dismounts and stands next to their horses, uh, how close are you going to either A, lead the horses, or are you going to lead lead them out of the area? Are you going to... Uh, I figure on leading them like right towards the edge of some of the large trees in the surrounding area, but not past that. Okay. And if I can, keep an eye out, see if I see anything out of the ordinary. All right. And hey, everybody that's joining us on YouTube, we have figured out how to be able to record some cameras on us. We have. Yay. (laughs) We sure have. Now we're going to lose subscribers. No, I'm just kidding. Just (laughs) kidding. So, as stated before, those of you on YouTube can see our beautiful maps designed by me, courtesy of Patience Time, Roll20, and other programs. Um, (laughs) As you will enter in from the east, you see this very large petrified tree in the center of a clearing. It reaches 25, 30 feet in the air. Nice. Do you still have that tuning fork, or do I have it? You got it. I will pull out the tuning fork and see if it's doing anything weird. Uh, you look at it, and it's just a tuning fork. <laughs> you know, I can still hope. Hope the cinder wasn't super angry. You're looking at it, and yeah. it hasn't changed. It's still a tuning fork. Stupid tuning fork. Would you like to do anything with the tuning fork? I would like to 
bounce it off the ground of the clearing. Okay, so you kneel down and kind of bounce it on a solid piece of, of ground or earth, and it begins to vibrate, and when it does, I'd like you guys to make a perception check. Mm. <laughs> that is a unnat 20 for me, 15 plus 5. Ari is really focused on the ground and got a 1 okay. plus a 4, so 5. That is a nat 20 for Gorath. Oh. <laughs> Holy cow, <So>, Gorath. Gorath, <laughs> Gorath with your natural 20, you will My be the first one to notice. <laughs> As you kind of like come in, bringing up the rear, walking maybe a little slower, when Ari strikes it against the ground, you begin noticing glowing ruins on nearby trees. Two of them in particular. They glow blue, and they seem to have a symbol in the center. Like there, there's like a, a circular rune, and in the center there's some sort of symbol. You're not familiar with it. It doesn't ring a bell or look, like I said, exceptionally familiar to you. Kelbrix, you're going to notice Gorath, and you're easily going to spot them with your unnet 20, correct? Yep. While Ari stares at the caterpillar in the ground. <laughs> That's a weird-looking caterpillar. <laughs> Alright. Um, I'm going to make my way over to the glowing runes off of whichever trees they were. Sure. So you will walk to those trees, and you do the... the you know, looking at them in the calculations. And the symbols resemble symbol you would have seen before. They actually look like the Arcanist symbol. Alright. And they look like they've been, you know, implanted or put or drawn something into the tree. And when the tuning fork strikes, it seems to resonate. bring out or resonate. And then once the tuning fork loses its vibration, you'll see it fade away. Breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, yeah, Ari, uh, come over here and hit that tuning fork again. Okay, sure. Was there, was there a thing? Yes, yes there was. So oh, you me. walk over to where both <laughs> Kelbricks and Gorath are standing on a nearby tree. You strike the tuning fork again. I'm assuming on the ground, the tree, like what? Would you like me to hit the ground or the tree? Tree. I'll hit the tree. Okay, so when you do so, it's a stronger resonating sound from the tuning fork. And you now will notice these runes beginning to glow bright blue, and they look brighter than before. So the stronger the resignation, Fancy. the brighter the ruin glows blue. Not only that, because the two of you had a nat 20 and a nat 20, you begin to look in there and see heading in the eastern direction from what could be potentially the forest, the Thornwood Forest line. Mm -hmm. There are several other trees in the distance that are displaying the blue glowing runes. Oh my god. <laughs> Left himself a trail. You should have just done it in the beginning. <laughs> so, go ahead. He didn't go hit ahead, the trees, though. give me an insight check. <laughs> oh god. That's a nine for me. Okay. Four plus five. That's a six for me. Four plus two. Come on, Gorath. Bring us home. That's a seven. Well, no. Seven plus one. That's an eight. So eight, <laughs> what, six, nine, and eight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. We're doing okay. great. Nine is going to be the best number. You're not 100% sure. You're very close. You're like one off from hitting the target. You're pretty sure that 
when you started this journey, you went a little too far in one direction. So you didn't line up in the same direction. So had you found the right spot with the tuning fork, you would have been able to lead the party right where it was. So it kind of all falls back to your previous survival check when you first encountered the wood and so forth. Mm. Um, All right. But hey, you're here, you've made it. (laughs) You know what the tuning fork does. It does have a little value. Um, not only as a weapon of death when you kill the dire wolf. Um, yeah. But it also is uncovering a few things. Is it still covered in blood and like dire wolf? Or- I mean, I don't think anyone has cleaned it off. So I would assume there's bits and remnants of gore and fur on there. Sure. I'm just going to wipe it on the ground real right. quick. <laughs> Right. Yeah, uh, I should have cleaned this yesterday. I'm going to go <laughs> head straight up to the petrified tree and um, kind of take a look at that. Okay, so Kilbricks moves 25 feet there. Uh, Gorath and Ari, what else would you guys like to do? Uh, when the runes went off, is it just on the trees, like, encircling? or Correct. They, in they look pattern? like a marking or a stamp that is on there, like a, I guess, like a an indicator. And then you'll also notice that once the tuning fork fades the runes will fade as well and they go back into being invisible then i'll just walk up to behind kilberts okay i'm gonna walk up i'm not gonna get white with them yeah somewhere around about 10 15 feet away from where everybody was that's that looks good okay kilberts as you approach and you get at that 25 feet movement that you travel to, which puts you at about 10 feet from the kind of trunk of this huge petrified tree. You begin to hear the cracking of wood as you see the branches begin to sway and move a little bit. And you will hear a very soft, kind of scratchy female voice as you begin to see taking shape right in the tree trunk in front of you a female figure an elven female figure as a matter of fact as she kind of makes her way into existence from the trunk of the tree and then you watch as she begins to appear you'll see a foot and then a leg kind of extend from the tree itself as she steps out of the tree and she says who dare disturbs my slumber? Uh, Hi, nice tree lady. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name's Kelbricks, and um, I apologize for disturbing your slumber. We uh, came in search of a petrified tree that was somewhat used for a hideout of a Dwarven Mage. Okay, go ahead and give me an insight check as you say Dwarven Mage, please. Yes, that is a 23, 18 plus 5. There is a reaction from her facial features, even though they are very hollow and wood-like, because she imbues a tree, essentially. She looks like a, a tree person, if you will, although she is Elvis. She has a huge, like, Uh, leaf plume kind of for her hair Um, you do notice that there is a little reaction from the facial features as if there is familiarity when you say dwarven wizard 
Hmm. All right. Perfect. Well, uh, might this be the correct petrified tree? Possibly. Where is the dwarf? That's what she will say. Unfortunately, the dwarf has been imprisoned. We are his allies. The branches begin to sway violently as leaves begin to fall. And there's kind of this sick cracking and crunching of wood as the tree seems to echo or resonate with her growing anger and her facial features. Oh, Kilbrick's. <laughs> we have come to uh, find some items that he had collected in order to break him out of prison. Give me a persuasion check. Persuasion or deception? Because I am fully lying. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're both th- there's, for me, to be honest. Okay, but. give me a deception. There, there's a little bit of truth in there because you have some truth but go ahead and give me a deception it's probably the better choice that'll be a 13 13 plus zero oh. um let me get the stats pulled up here <laughs> stats. it's gonna be a close one you said a 13 yes sir okay it's gonna be awful close this is so interesting <laughs> Um, Hopefully she's not very wise. Hopefully. Yeah. Random. All right. So the tree begins (laughs) to settle down. The branches on the tree begins to settle down. The building rage or anger pacifies for the moment. Her features are still very stern looking and cautious. And she will step towards you. (laughs) She is about six and a half, seven feet in height. She is well-formed. Every All of her features are very sharp and defined. Um, there are some rough edges that would resemble, like, uh, you know, knots in a tree or the branches. You can definitely see the grains of wood and the different leaves and things. Very exotic as far as, like, there's leaves and things covering certain areas and things. But it's very natural, if you will. Very much a part of nature and this tree. And she's just sitting there waiting for you to say or do whatever, and she just looks down upon you. Unfortunately, we uh, were not told much before he was taken. Uh, Might you be able to help us in procuring some items that he may have brought? Tell me, what is his most prized possession? And she's going to begin to slowly walk <laughs> counterclock. No, clockwise. She'll go clockwise. Oh, gosh. His, As she's watching your every move. I would say his most prized possession is his intellect and knowledge above those that are lesser than him. That's a deception. <laughs> <laughs> That's a straight up. It was worth it. Um, she stops as you finish your sentence in her current position as her facial feature stud like she kind of slightly tilts her head her eyes narrow her lip begins to curl 
and she immediately goes, liar. Amulet of Restoration. What's that? Amulet of Restoration. Is what you say? Yeah. Okay. She'll draw back her arm. Ari will yell, Amulet of Restoration. Her nails begin to grow longer and longer. Oh, no. As it's time for an initiative. I tried. That's okay. I'll just die again. We really should have taken a short rest. Yeah. Or something. I wasn't expecting to find a big, giant, scary tree lady. Fuck. I'm dead. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, that's all I had. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like, that's definitely not his most prized possession. Oh my gosh. Okay. Really? Okay. So, let's start with Gorath. What do you have? An eight. Excellent. Eight will do. Do mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Kilbrooks. Five. Five will do. Seven minus two. Nari. Twenty-one. <laughs> well. For those of you listening out there in podcast land, Ari has won the initiative with a 21. Gorath will be second on the initiative order, followed by our mysterious tree elven lady as Kelbrooks takes up his residential position at the bottom. So with that, Ari, what would you like to do? Um, cry. <laughs> Crying is a bonus action. It's perfectly no. okay. Um, yeah. I went to grab Kelbricks and pull him back towards me okay. and behind me. Kelbricks, are you resisting in any way? I have to ask that because no. the rules state so. Okay. So voluntarily, <laughs> that is going to be a... That'll be half half your movement. So you'll be able to easily grab a hold of him. Go ahead. Will she be able to take an attack of opportunity on us? Um, that's a risk that you've... Taken? Yes. Yeah. All right. So Perfect. you will be able to pull him back towards you. I'm assuming like right next to you back or like where will you put him like, like, do you want to move with him? I mean, are you like grabbing him and running with him? Like, what are we doing here? No, I just want to move him like slightly behind me. Okay. So you want to put him like, like right about uh, here, directly behind you. Like here-ish. Okay. The claws will continue to extend as she is extremely angry to the point of, like, rage. Utter rage. Love it. There is no attack of opportunity taken. You will be able to pull him back quickly, but your back will be facing the wooden elven lady currently as you kind of, like, pull him to safety. Is there anything else you'd like to do? You still have a little bit of movement, your action. I'll stay where I am. But I definitely want to pull out both of my daggers. Alright, so you will use your action to pull out the extra dagger on top of your free object. So you're going to just... Yeah. I'm assuming you'll turn and face her? Yeah, or like at least start to turn towards her. Okay, I mean, you can totally turn back around and face her. Both daggers drawn. That will end your turn. Grath. Alright. So, no, nobody's asked the Goliath. What he thought about what <laughs> no. the dwarf is saying. So, <laughs> Gorath is going to come up here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to drop my shield, and I'm going to drop my warhammer. <laughs> Why? No. I'm like, listen here. You want to know the truth about what a dwarf really wants and what's most precious to a dwarf? I'll tell you what it is. They're greedy, and they're going to steal from your land, and they're going to take every gem. They're going to take everything possible from your land, where... 
they are going to just pillage this forest if they ever get a chance to do it. <laughs> That's all they do is destroy everything in their path because they're greedy little dwarves. Go ahead and give me an intimidation check. I feel like that's a valid <laughs> check to make in this situation. That is a 13. 10 plus 3. Alright, let me see how that affects. Okay. There is surprise, but she's still angry. Okay. Well, that's my turn. Okay. I'm done. I, I've said my point. Okay. So... The attention has shifted from Kelbrix and Ari. You've made your point well known. And with the emotions given, Wooden Elven Female will now make an attack on you, Gorath. She will strike an 11 as she brings down her massive claw-like hand towards you. That will miss. Okay. Um, It will... Miss you. It and just kind of the claws will kind of rake into the earth and grass as she looks to you specifically and says, "But he's my dwarf," is what she'll say, and he would never harm me because we are in love, is what she says. (laughs) Kelprix, it is your turn. Is she his most prized possession then? Ding, 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 ding. You guessed it. Yeah. Yay. You guessed it. <laughs> but, um... She's already too angry. <laughs> she's really pissed off now. You can still try it anyway. <laughs> I, oh, God. What do I do? Okay. Uh, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to use my bonus action casting Shield of Faith on myself. To okay. give me some PC, mm. uh, and then I am going to hold my action, which will be uh, told the dead, told the dead, okay, until she strikes at another one of my allies again, okay. And that will end round one as we begin round number two with. Ari, it is your turn. Persuader. Um. Yeah, that'll work. I guess I'll try. <laughs> really don't have to. I was just saying that. Yeah, my persuasion's terrible. <laughs> I have a zero. Oh, mine's only plus one. Um, before I attack her, then I want to be like, I'm sorry. We realize you're his most prized possession. Please do not kill us. She will look to you as her jaw seems almost slightly unhinged as she kind of like, ah! Okay. She is uh, very angry with you. She's still really mad. Does that count as I action? No, I'm, really? I'm good with saying you can still do your action, sure. Okay, then I'm going to try to stab her. All right. <laughs> Eight plus five is 13. A 13 will hit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, do I get to sneak mm-hmm. back? is engaged. <clears throat> Where's my... So, it's 7 for piercing, and then sneak attack is 2d6. Sorry. 6. 
So, 13 total. You take the dagger. You strike true, fast, and aggressive. With some fear behind it, I'm sure. And you will plunge it into her midsection, kind of lower chest area. And deal a significant amount of damage. To the tree elf, if you will. Or the elven tree lady, at this point. Alright. As you withdraw the blade quickly, you will begin to see sap pouring from the mark. As she looks down, surprised, caught off guard, but still very angry. Maybe even angrier. Great. I also have my other dagger out, so I might as well attack her with that one too. That would be smart. <laughs> and then, that's, you still have the modifier to that, right? Yes. Okay. Sure do. Yes. Yeah, okay, right. Probably. Uh, so 10 and 5 is 15. To 15 hit. will hit. Yep. And then that's one for damage. Okay. So one additional Just point. Okay. So you'll strike again. <clears throat> this blow does more of a glancing blow off the bark of her form. Chips a little bit off. She's definitely affected. Okay. Gorath, it'll be your turn. Alright, so I'll um I'll pick up my hammer and I'll pick up my shield. And I'm not doing anything. I'm more sad than anything. Okay. Alright. So in the heat of battle, Ari very fueled by adrenaline, making her successful dagger strike with her sneak attack, and then kind of quickly throwing that glancing blow. You know, you're you're revved up, like I said, on the adrenaline. And Gor- or, uh, Gorath, you watch as he calmly reaches down and picks up his warhammer, grabs his shield, and he looks sad, like he just lost his puppy. Bruh, I don't want to die. As, <laughs> as Kelbrix is trying to figure out what his next move is. Let's go. Are you, are you content with that? You're good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, okay, so you're now going to watch as the elven tree lady will start to bring back that hand that she struck or attempted to strike a Gorath with and the hand will form and crack and shape into a club or like a hand holding a club and she's going to bring it back and try to come right back and slam into oh, yeah. Ari. So before that that'll that'll uh, trigger trigger sure. my toll the dead. Yep. So she's got to make a DC 13 wisdom saving throw. Alright let's see if that will happen. Hmm. She has one more Ugh. and a 13. She's 14 on her roll. Uh, you right. will extend your holy symbol and you will begin to cast Toll the Dead. Mm-hmm. And before you can finish the prayer, she will complete the swinging of this newly shaped and formed club. Sorry, Ari. And with that, Ari, she has a... 11. Does an 11 hit? Nope. Okay, so you quickly kind of react backwards as this club goes swinging by you. Um, she seems still very angry as more sap keeps coming out of the wounds. Chill out. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, she's going to shift here. So she will step five feet to your left Ari and Gorath and Kelbricks or over to the west if you will for those of you trying to follow along out there in podcast land Kelbricks it is your turn 
as you kind of stare blankly at your holy symbol and what it did not do. Okay, uh, I will stay. Actually, you know what? I'm. Yeah, no, I'm gonna stay here just because I only have eight health. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I am going to, since Told the Dead didn't work first time, I'm gonna try it again. Okay. On Cast Told the Dead. So you're gonna what? Shake your holy symbol a little bit? Like, come on, let's like work. Come on, try it again. <laughs> All right, and that's gonna be a fifteen. All right, so she succeeds. Yep. Hmm. And that's it. Okay. And that will end round number two, bringing us to round three, as it is now Ari's turn. She moved out of range for sneak attack, didn't she? Currently, I'm going to say no, because if you look at the how much space she takes up, yeah, Gorath would still technically be engaged. Nice. So you can have the the close ally for your sneak attack, yes. But you okay. got to hit first. Well, yeah. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to strike with the dagger. That's a 16. That will hit. <laughs> That's one plus... Wait, no. I can count. Four plus... Five is nine. Nine points of damage? Yep. And how does Ari want to do this? <laughs> She's like six feet tall, right? So I can't reach her Some head? More, I mean, you're nimble. <laughs> you could... Uh, just go ahead and give a description. We'll see where uh, this fantasy takes us here. Um, what do her legs look like? They're very slim in nature, but they look like tree. I mean, you could... So I can, like, potentially bounce up one of them you, and stab her in the face? You could. I'll tell you what. I'll give you an <laughs> athletics or acrobatics. Go ahead and do that. I will do acrobatics. That's a 12. That's good. You will do a, as the elven wooden lady begins to stagger back. She will kind of extend her one leg. We'll say her left leg forward, creating a bit of a, a boost or a step. You'll take advantage of that posture as you plant your foot and just kind of one up or kip, I guess is the technical term. You kip off of that and then you just drive the dagger. We'll say directly underneath the chin, like right into the, the lower jaw and just straight up. <laughs> Um, leaves begin to fall from her plume, her hair, and um, sap begins to pour as you drop back down to the ground and the wooden elven female will fall, clattering to the ground. And when she does that, leaves begin to rain and fall off of the large petrified tree as there is this sick, nasty crack of wood, once again, that takes place behind the tree as you begin to see branches and vines and different things beginning to rot and fall. So more in the uh, northwestern direction, roughly somewhere around this point there. For those of you on YouTube, you can see that. And all is silent and quiet. Well, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I was not expecting that. Gorath, what the hell? <laughs> Sad. <laughs> I mean, Gor I, and I would say Gorath seems genuinely saddened by this. He's very, very hurt. I mean, I know it was nature and 
woods and everything, and you know, you're nature's chosen one. But what the hell? <laughs> she was gonna kill us. <laughs> she was deceived. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. Who wants to bet where all that wood was falling is where we needed to be? <laughs> or need to go? Yes. Need to go. Uh, Let's, yeah, let's head over and, and take a look in that area where all the wood was cracking, maybe. Oh, man, I really hope he wasn't using the amulet of restoration to prevent this tree from petrifying completely to save this poor lady's life. I'd feel really bad about that. I'm not sad. She just tried to kill us. Yeah. Also, I want to search her. <laughs> <laughs> you can give me an investigation check. Even though she's a tree. <laughs> give me an investigation check. Nat 23. All right. That's excellent. You move over. You kneel down next to her. And as you begin to start trying to find the places where things may be hidden, that's when you feel like a vibration, like when you touch her her wooden skin. And you begin to notice her size begins to quickly shrink down as her skin turns back into flesh. And she turns into a typical elven height. She's completely, you know nude if you will nothing on her but dead very cold i would imagine yep it <laughs> probably takes you back a little bit you know you kind of react like oh what the heck and um yeah no. she's dead she's got the dagger marks in her kind of lower abdomen area and then you know blood physical blood now that's kind of there instead of sap Kelbrooks, you make your way around the back awkward. and you see this big giant hole in the ground uh currently it's what you see okay i'm gonna oh god i'm so close to being dead Uh... (laughs) hey do you want a potion of healing Uh, yes it's not like he's a cleric or anything i i know here you go all right i'll pocket that and i'm gonna use my last first level spell slot and cast through wisdom myself Did you forget? No, I was just <laughs> trying it. to conserve it. I was trying to conserve it. Okay. I literally, yeah. Gotcha. All right. I, I'm happy I did that. That's 10 points of healing. Okay. And, so you take uh, a minute, you uncork the potion of healing, you drink down that. No, I, I, oh, that's keep, right. I'm keeping the healing. That's I right. My last spell slot. All right. So you will kind of lay your hand on yourself, essentially, and mm-hmm. channel those healings of uh, Morgana into yourself as those wounds begin to close. Yeah. Gorath, what are you going to do? You've been awful silent as now you see Ari moving away from the lifeless female elf. It's no longer a, a bark-skinned... Hey, you might want to do some rights elven later. Elven tree lady. <laughs> so, wait, what? I'm going to pick up the body <laughs> and take it over. Yeah, she turned back into an elf. Whatever's left. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So, you... Alright, so you'll move over. And those of you who are paying attention to Gorath, he will scoop and cradle the lifeless body, and he goes and lays it at the trunk of the tree. All right. Um, Inspiration point if you don't have one. I, I don't remember if you do or don't, I don't actually. think I have one yet. Uh, well, you will gain one. That was pretty good. I like that. That's very nice, Gorath. Meanwhile, Kelbrooks has finished healing himself as he sees a large hole in the ground leading underneath the tree or underground... It's very dark. He's 10 to 15 feet away from it, roughly, as Ari comes walking up behind him, slightly disappointed there's nothing to plunder from the dead body. 
Not yet. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, I think we found the entrance to the lair. It's uh, back Dope. here. Let's go search some more. <laughs> <laughs> we need to right the wrongs of a <laughs> dwarven criminal. <laughs> yeah. Grath, you, you finish laying down this elven female, and you hear those words resonate into your large goliath cranium as your ears kind of picks up like a dog <clears throat> to a whistle. What? Dwarven wrongs. We need to fix this. Fix what this poor tree lady has been deceived by this. You <laughs> will. not a tree lady okay. anymore. Yeah, and uh, I will... I'll cast... I'll pull out my mace and cast light on it, and... Start heading into the tunnel. Okay, you move to the tunnel. I will follow behind you. All right. Gorath. I, I get you, buddy. Are you, are you moving over to them? I'm going over. All right. With light cast upon your mace, you stick it down into the hole in the ground, and you can see that it is a dwarven-sized <clears throat> tunnel. Okay. And it goes down significantly far. Uh, your light source only reaches so far it seems like it goes down further mm-hmm. than, than the light source I think that might actually be a good place for us to stop in this chapter of our tale thank you for listening to Gritty Eating Grin follow us on your favorite podcast format every Friday as we see what happens in our next chapter in our adventurer's tale you can find all things Gritty Eating Grin on most platforms, including YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as check out our website at creditinggrin.com, where you can also find links there to pictures, descriptions, as well as character and campaign setting info. The music, Living Voyage, Elf Meditation, Ghost Processional, Constance, Magic Forest, are from Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attributions 3.0 creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0